Hello, everyone. I am Jessica Smith, and welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. So I am so excited because today, returning to the Game of Love show is Ashton August. She is the founder of yogiapproved.com, a leading yoga and wellness magazine, the founder of YA Classes, an online yoga and fitness video platform. And she's also the author of the amazing transformational workbook, Learn, Grow, Shift, a 30-day personal growth program. Ashton, thank you so much for coming back onto the show. Jessica, it couldn't have happened soon enough. I am so excited to be here again. Thank you for having me back. Oh, thank you for coming back. Um, and you know I love you. My listeners know I love you. And my listeners love you. And our last show that we did together, How to Manifest Love with Ashton August, is one of my most popular episodes. And so to have you back is such a pleasure. I, I'm excited, and I know my listeners are. Oh, well, I am thrilled. And thank you to all of your listeners. I'm honored. That is huge. And it makes me so, so happy to know that this is being shared with so many people. And I hope it's bringing a lot of positive growth for everyone. (laughs) It definitely is. I've heard from a lot of listeners about this episode and the feedback that I've gotten is amazing. People have use the information that we gave them in the last episode, and they're making magic happen. Mm, Well, mission accomplished then. That was awesome to hear, and we're going to make some more magic happen today. Yes, we are. So it is December 2019. I know, right? Can't believe it. (laughs) Can't believe it. So we are on the cusp of a new year, a new decade, Mm. and there are a lot of listeners that are dreading the holidays and they are really tired of being alone, especially this time of year. It's, you know, the emotional feelings are really intense. So there are a lot of people that are looking ahead at 2020 and they are so excited, anxious, enthusiastic about finding love in the next year. And 2020 is going to be hella powerful. The spiritual power that is behind us, I mean, it's just so intense that there is, it's like magic is going to happen. Wishes are going to be granted. It's like whatever you want, it's coming in 2020. 2020 is your year. Mm. Mm, Our year. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm excited. Big things coming our way. I can feel it. It's palpable. I know this is energy that uh, my students feel in my yoga classes. I, I hear about it a lot. I'm talking about it a lot. There is so much in store for this new year. And in so this new decade, I, I cannot wait. It's a big one. So you're right. It's perfect timing for this episode, for this follow-up on manifestation and diving deeper into it. Yes. So today we are going to give our listeners some really crucial information for manifesting properly and manifesting to really find the love that they're looking for in the next year. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know that for all of you who have listened to our initial episode on manifesting love, it was all about the concept of manifestation in and of itself, and then applying that specifically to love and manifesting um, powerful, healthy romantic relationships that we want in our lives. And so for any of you listening who have not yet heard that episode, I would love and encourage you to go back and check it out because this episode is definitely going to build on that. And we're going to do a deeper dive into the practice of manifestation. I'm so excited. This is my favorite topic. If y'all couldn't tell. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It is my favorite topic too. And you are what I call a manifesting machine. (laughs) You are really a powerhouse And you've made so many incredible things uh, manifest in your life. And um, I also want to, I want to go back and and touch on what I was saying about the listeners who might be struggling right now with the holiday season and that are just like, you know, some people are really suffering right now. And to those people, I want to say this very well could be your last holiday season alone. 
Ooh, that was a great, a great thought. <laughs> I, and then it's like, whoever's listening, enjoy it. Enjoy it because next year you're going to be spending more money on your new boo. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to be splitting your time with your friends and your family with your new, your new boo's family. And um, just, just enjoy this time now because 2020, honey, I am so excited. I can't wait for all the wedding invitations I'm going to get next year. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and, and Jessica, you just said it. That in and of itself is the premise for manifestation. It is visualizing the end result of what you're wanting to create, to manifest in your life. And so if for any of you listeners that your end goal is a relationship within the year, what you should be doing right now is not just visualizing the type of person that you seek to attract into your life, but what it would feel like once they are already in your life and to really focus on visualizing those key details, because this is how we pull all of this into our active reality. And it feels good in the process. It, it feels good to, like I said, especially now when people can be, be hurting with feeling the the woes of their singleness to be able to pause and envision that that just feels so good and can bring comfort to a lot of people comforting Absolutely. so comforting and knowing that it's multifaceted that they're being comforted and they're actually granting their their wishes or or making their wishes Right. They are in control of their own reality. And, and I do want to take a moment to, to address anyone who is out there who is going through a tough time this holiday season. Um, I, you know, I watch my, my single father kind of go through this too, and he's alone for the holidays. And it always bothers me, of course, as his only child. Um, and yet I do want to put this out there to all of you. As Jessica said, enjoy this time now. And, and I invite you to really embrace this alone time, if you will, this time with yourself, because the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship that you will ever have. Mm -hmm. And, and it is from that relationship with yourself that stems all of the other relationships in your life, including with that future significant other. And uh, it's, it's so important to get our relationship with ourselves right first so that we can step our best foot forward into a healthy, thriving, romantic relationship with someone else. And we hear a lot of talk about this, especially on the holidays when we're so, so busy and we're being pulled in a million different directions. And, you know, everyone says, well, you got to give back to yourself. You've got to practice self-care in order to be able to give the best of yourself to your family, um, to the holiday season as a whole and to your normal day-to-day -day life and your obligations. Um, but, but getting back to this relationship with ourselves, this is a huge piece that I do want to touch on uh, during our talk today. So it's important that we, that we really get honest with ourselves and what we want, not just in our lives, but in our significant other, because what we want versus what is good for us is, is often not the same. Mm, yep. And Jessica, I'm sure in your work as a dating coach, you see this often. And that's actually something I'm so curious. Like, how would you handle that? Because I'm sure your clients sometimes know exactly what they want, but you from an outside perspective and a professional perspective are saying that is not what you need, honey. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I see this all the time. A beautiful thing with my clients when they come in to work with me, they are ready to hand over the reins of their decision-making. And I always say I'm the problem solver. And so there's people that they're here and they want to get here and I help them bridge that gap. And part of that is being that objective perspective and saying, you know, I hear you saying this and I get that you want that, but really what you need is this. And so I'm, I'm there to sh shed the light, so to speak, on their situation and help them just see differently. And and I will say too that when it comes to feelings and emotions and falling in love and having crushes and lust and all that, when we are in it, we really can't see objectively. We can't see clearly. Oh, exactly. We've all been there. We've, We've all, all been, been there. 
all been there. <laughs> and so it's so important to have an outside perspective to help guide. I mean, shoot, I, even even yours truly, I have my people that they look out for me because I, I, I do have feelings and emotions and can get caught up in things that aren't always healthy. And so we need people to have her back and look out for us. Oh, you mean you're human, Jessica? I am human, <laughs> yes. Slash everyone, Jessica is human. It is confirmed. <laughs> she is human. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And that's what a really strong uh, friend network can do for you yep. or, or a really trusted loved one. Um, uh, someone who's an outside source beyond that even. Um, your listeners, they have your podcast. So it's so important to have some sort of an objective sounding board. I fully agree. And and <clears throat> if I can actually uh, share a recent example, I know, Jessica, you know what I just went through. Um, and it's kind of funny. It's, it's a perfect example of our ability to manifest, but sometimes what we manifest isn't in our highest good. Mm. It's not in our best interests. But we manifested it, right? So yep. now comes this struggle or debate of, is it meant to be? Or is it just something that I was able to manifest <sighs> even though it's not totally right, right? So yep. I can stumble around trying to explain it or give you this example and then unpack it from there. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> I love so it. I... In my, and this is the funny full circle too, because in our last episode, I used the example of the Denver loft that I manifested and moved into. Well, since then, and, and I still live in Denver, I had then, and when I say I also met my fiance, we had both been manifesting a particular different home outside of Denver. Now we had been looking at this home for quite some time. We had found it online. Um, and, and long story short, it was, it seemed out of our reach. And so we decided, you know what, we're just going to manifest this into being when the timing is right. Well, fast forward to when the timing fell into place and all of a sudden this home became available to us. And we immediately thought, oh my goodness, this is meant to be. Here it is. It's opened up to us. This is the specific home that we've been wanting and just yearning to live in for the past several years. It's, you know, everything we thought we wanted and here it is. Let's go for it. Okay. So what we have in place is we manifested this thing. It came into reality. We were presented with the opportunity to move forward. So up until this point, everything's running smoothly, right? We've done all the right things. We've manifested this. Here we are. But something didn't feel quite right. Mm. And typically, I will say, well, when we're manifesting and things fall into place, that's how you know. Okay. This is our deep dive, though, everyone. Because just because we're able to manifest something doesn't mean it's what is meant to be or what is serving our highest good. So something didn't feel quite right. We still went through the motions a little bit further, and then we found out that this house had black mold. And so in that moment, we were shocked and we were so, you know, we were surprised, like, wait a second, we manifested this. We thought it was meant to be, but here's this big, obviously red flag and, and, um, and, you know, jolt to the system of our plan. And it, it really took me for a step back. And what I realized in this moment, this huge teachable moment, we did not move forward with this home, um, was because I realized we can, we have the power to manifest. And as I spoke about in our previous episode, the law of attraction is very, very simple and it is not biased mm -hmm. because like attracts like yep. and everything is energy. Yep. And so whatever it is that we're putting out there, we will be getting back. If it's our words, if it's our energy, if it's our thoughts, if it's what we're journaling, putting on our manifestation boards, it's it's all communicating with spirit. Absolutely. And it's sending a powerful message, yeah. not a message for spirit to translate, a message for spirit or source or universe or whatever you want to call it. Just call it energy. It's not going to translate it for you. It's going to say, oh, this is what you're emitting. This is what you're going to get back. That's all it is. It's, it's not biased. Yeah. And so we manifested this home and it was a great lesson for me 
in remembering that just because it's been manifested doesn't mean that it's meant to be. So it took me a couple days to work through the attachment of saying, well, wait, I manifested this to work through, oh, get back to emotions, right? The emotional entanglement of, oh, we've been so wanting this and, and really working on manifesting this into reality. And then the logic and the rationale of, wait a second, this actually is not in our highest good. This is not what we thought it was. This is not, in fact, um, what's best serving us in this moment to finally arrive at the, at the difficult decision Jessica knows because I was, you know, she was hearing about it <laughs> play by play as it was happening, <laughs> that it wasn't meant to be. And we had to, you know, not move forward with it. And so in the moment I was, I was uh, surprised and then I realized, wow, what an amazing lesson, what an incredible gift to come away with of there's a difference between manifesting and properly manifesting. As Mm -hmm. Jessica said at the beginning of this episode, with the intention of I am manifesting what is in my highest good. Mm -hmm. That's the deeper dive that we're going to take today, everyone, because, you know, it's one thing to manifest. Now that we've learned that premise from the first episode, we're going to take it a step further and assess how to manifest properly with the uh, correct motive, if you will, or, or your highest serving good with the intention. I love that. And the story that you, that you shared with us, that is, I was with you every step of the way and it was pretty amazing to watch you manifest and see what happened. And as you're telling the story now, I think what happens with a lot of people when they're single and they're out dating, these people will show up in their lives and they, they look like they're the one Mm. and then stuff falls apart. And then after it's all said and done and they're brokenhearted and they're sitting there going, I really thought this person was the one I really did. And Mm. this person, you know, had this, that, and another thing and all the signs were there and, and they just feel so frustrated. And so when, when you were telling that story, I was envisioning that person that just is like, I I thought that was the one I thought that was the one. And you know, what happened? What what the heck? What the heck happened? And um, so going back, you know, to that thought of manifesting, one, I want to say, again, that you're a badass. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and to my listeners that are, are using the, the powerful tools of manifestation and are making magic happen. If it's great parking spots, if it's <laughs> promotions at work, if it's whatever it is and you're seeing that happen, good for you. And that's really exciting. Mm. Few things. We, we got to unpack this. Uh, unpack it, yeah. We're, we're going to unpack this. <laughs> I want to go back to what you were saying before about being honest. Sometimes... The most truthful people are the biggest liars to themselves. Ooh, girl. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to love and dating and sex and all that stuff. A lot of times people are lying to themselves. They're lying about how they're conducting themselves, what they're looking for in a partner, um, what they are allowing to have happen in their life. Uh, For example... There's a lot of people out there that are looking for long-term, healthy, loving, kind, exclusive relationships, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure we're all hooking up with each other and there's just a lot of like casual sex (laughs) and ghosting and a lot of actions that are not congruent to our end goal. So when you said be honest, whew. So a few weeks ago, I did an episode called Dating Detox, Preparing for Love in the New Year. And I love that I did this that episode and following up with this because what I encouraged my listeners to do was to look back on this last year of their dating life and to really be honest with themselves. So I really, really encourage everyone listening that if you are looking to find love in 2020... Now is the time to look in the mirror and be super honest. 
And real talk, I, I was telling you before we went on air, I've been doing this this week. There's been some serious conversations. As my mother always says, do some soul searching. I did some soul searching and I had to be real. And some of the things, like, it wasn't pretty. And I'm like, I, I really got to stop doing this if my end goal is this. So I, we got to be honest, right? Absolutely. And it's so good that you're doing it too. I, the thing with self-work is no one's ever done with it, right? So right. I love it when someone like Jessica says, hey, guess what? I just did this whole week, a bunch of self-work. Why? Because we all do. We all need it. It's like maintenance for your car. You take it, you get an oil change every so often. You want to do the same self-maintenance always. Mm. And, and, and part of that self-care, that self-maintenance is just kind of taking an on honest inventory and it might take more than just an initial, okay, what do I want? Where am I at? You might have to peel back a few layers of, you know, that residual buildup of not being totally honest with yourself and no one's here to call you out or to call you a liar. We all do this. Jessica and I are speaking from the experience of having done and, and still doing this with ourselves, you know, and mm -hmm. I was so, I had my blinders on with this home so much because it was out of the city and it gave me my nature and all these things that I wanted and put a lot of value in that it took me a moment to step back and say, this is not in my best interest. Black mold aside, it was also a great experience in learning what I have right now is perfect. I don't need to change anything. <laughs> it, it is. And, you know, knowing the situation, like, what you have currently going on, your place, your location, it is so good for you. It, it is, is so exactly where I need to be. It's exactly where you need right. to be. And it, but you had to go through that experience. You, you had the power and the ability to manifest this house. Yes. And, and I will say too, the, the whole story is pretty freaking amazing. You gave the abridged version. I did. <laughs> But the unabridged version is like, whoa, whoa, oh my gosh, no way. I mean, there's all these like interesting coincidences. Um, yeah. So yeah. you made it happen and and now you're at a point you're like, whoa, I have to reassess. Like where, where am I? What is really in my best good and, and my family's best good and my the best good of my business and, and everything I have going on? Exactly. Exactly. And, and so what was so, what was so amazing by that story and trust me, this is related. I give a real estate example because it, you know, it's a, a nice general example that we can apply to those deeper even, cause you know, you get emotional with your home, but you get even more emotional when it comes to relationships. And so I provide this example as a way to say, you know what, we went down this path. It didn't work out the way I expected it to. However, what it did do was show me this is where I need to be. And it also showed me, okay, if I have the ability to manifest what I was seeking previously, I can do it again and I will, but I'm going to go into it armed with that much more awareness of exactly what it is I'm seeking. Now I'll give it to you one step further. Mm. Uh, unpacking the story a little more as Jessica also knows we the next week went under contract in a separate home <laughs> that we didn't even realize that we were going to do and it just all fell into place once more this was out of my mind's eye so meant to be for Ashton and what Ashton loves out of a little cute little historical home all the things all the way through inspection when oops a lot of things were wrong with this home. We couldn't pull, you know, we couldn't follow through. We had to once again say, oops, okay, this wasn't meant to be, but not an oops. It was another example of, okay, we are continuing down this path of manifestation. We're getting closer each time we do. Yep. And yet once more, <laughs> it, it just simply did not work out because that's life. There will always be things that come up that that show us oops you know what with our previous information and where we were it seemed like the right thing at the time now it's not yep. but again what this showed me was just because you have the power to manifest something does not mean it's what is in your highest good what is in your best interest and so that brings us back to relationships mm -hmm. because as I mentioned, when the first home didn't work out and I realized I'm exactly where I need to be and everything is perfect just as it is, 
you are perfect exactly where you are. To everyone listening, you are exactly where you need to be. If you have made mistakes in your past relationships, if you are currently uncertain with exactly what you want out of a future healthy relationship, mm-hmm. know that everything that you've been through has been part of your growth and of the lessons you needed to get to where you are now. And everything that you're dealing with and working on currently is bringing you to where you want to be. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. But let's now dive in to that thing called where you want to be, because this is getting back to the honest and healthy, the two H's that we were talking about of that really honest and healthy look at yourself Mm. so you can get a real clear vision of, of what is serving your highest good for what you seek to manifest. I love that you saw the blessings in it all. And what you said about this is the love journey and this is the path that you're on. So enjoy it. I, I love that. So many people get caught up and they'll feel uh, disappointed, embarrassed, shameful about the choices that they've made in their love life when really it's just like, honey, you're just going down this path and people are... Like there's, there's no judgment here. I know there's a lot of judgment in the world, but really uh, the macrocosm of it all, there's no judgment with this whole thing. No, absolutely. And there shouldn't be, because I I say this a lot to change anything in your life would change everything. Yep. And and so if you were to change that one or two or however many relationships (laughs) that you might, you know, regret or, or look back on with any sort of negativity or judgment, that would change where you are now. That's right. And so, you know, just like with these homes, it was a great lesson of getting back to, okay, great. I'm on the path. It is validated and affirmed. We are manifesting away over here. Yep. Let's keep it going though, because I cannot wait to land on that perfect home that is meant to be. Yep. And I cannot wait for each and every one of you to land on manifesting that perfect man or woman that's meant to be for you. Definitely. When it comes to manifesting, each person that is coming into our lives is coming with a lesson and with a bit of knowledge and some new experience for us. And we are getting closer and closer. So each person that we're dating is showing us something new and we are getting closer and closer. I notice with my clients that when they start working with me, their love life changes. And it's, it's so cool to see the people are coming in. It's like, wow, the quality goes up so much. And that's part of the process. You know, sometimes it takes people, you know, some people are, some people are just blessed and they'll meet that one person and it's love at first sight, a storybook romance. And, you know, boom, bada, bing, they're, they're married, their kids, white picket fence, you know, they're living the life. And for other people, they need to date a lot. They need to go on hundreds of first dates, swiping thousands of times, go out and, you know, go through this process of dating and mating. And that's okay. And that's okay. Uh, The stories of how we fall in love and these like storybook romances, they're, everybody has a different one and they are equally as magical. I mean, just to go a step further, if there's someone that's been on 432 first dates and then on <laughs> the next one is their last first date ever. Yes. That's just as cool. You know, it's like, damn, you know, I kissed a lot of frogs, but I finally found that person. And uh, so the story is changing as far as that storybook uh, fantasy. Right. Fairy tale. Fairy, everything is perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's changing. But I actually think it's I think it's a good thing because the stories are getting more interesting and it's not your typical cookie cutter. So going back to the manifesting thing, it's being on that road and knowing that every person is coming with a lesson. And a lot of times when we're manifesting, things are getting better and better. And so with your going back to your real estate, it's getting more refined as you go. 
Exactly. Absolutely. And, and these experiences, you know, with our past dating life or like with these homes, as we keep going down the path, it just shows us more and more specifically what we want and what we don't want. And furthermore, it teaches us a lot about ourselves and how we are going to choose to handle these challenges as they arise. And it is through the challenging times that we learn so much about ourselves and what we're truly capable of. And, and also, um, again, getting back to that honesty, they, the challenges give us the opportunity to get really clear on how we want to move forward and how we want to make a change. And so this is where I want to kind of circle back to how to manifest properly. And it's all about getting a very clear and honest perspective of your intention. Mm. Because Jessica and I talked about this in our last episode about how everyone is a manifester. Everyone has this power. This is not a special gift. This is something that is a potential within us all. And it's like a muscle. You just need to strengthen it. And so many of us are manifesting all the time, but we just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think our last episode, we used examples like people who are saying, I always have bad luck or I never win anything or bad things always happen to me. My goodness, if you are saying that and affirming it and repeating it, then then that's what you're going to get, unfortunately. And yeah. I don't think anyone consciously wants that. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, and so the same applies now when we are speaking on getting really clear with our intentions, it, it all gets back to self work because we want to manifest with intention, but how do we know if that intention is serving our highest good? Right. Yep. Now, now with the home and with the example of you said of, you know, you could go on a date and everyone seems perfect. And then all of a sudden, you know, the cracks start shining through and things start to fall apart. Um, so some of these things are unforeseen, but what we can always control is what we are attracting and the reasons behind it. Uh, Jessica, I'm sure you have a ton of insight into the people who have worthiness issues. And I bring up worthiness issues because I think it's an issue with so many of us, including myself, that uh, people do not feel that they are worthy of fill in the blank, but in the context of love, that they are worthy of healthy relationships or that they are worthy of a loving and a caring relationship. Um, perhaps their parents didn't have a very healthy relationship. And so from a very young age, they were being shown and taught that that's all there is or that that's all that they deserve. Yeah. Right. Oh, honey, over the years that I've been working with people, that worthiness is huge. And when it comes to unconsciously, unconsciously manifesting, a lot of times we are doing that and we are calling in things from our past experiences, from our past traumas, uh, from the place of being unworthy. There is this, like I said, this unconscious manifestation that if when we don't feel good about the, ourselves, if we don't believe in ourselves, we don't really like ourselves, we don't have a healthy relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. The people that come into our lives aren't going to like us. They're not going to like themselves either. That's when toxic relationships really came to life. You know, it's it's from those, it's from two people coming together or one really, really unconscious person coming into the relationship and stirring the pot. But it's, you know, going back to what you were saying that, we're always manifesting and the vibe, the energy that we are putting out, the universe hears that and is like, okay, sure, we'll get right on that. We'll, we'll get right on that and make that happen. If someone is sitting there, I, I suck. I don't even like to say these words for examples. <laughs> I don't even like, if someone is thinking really bad things about themselves all the time, well, that's that's what's going to show up in your love life is is all that stuff. And, exactly. And with self-work, I know that a lot of people really want to find that person. And a lot of what I see in the world is a lot of people who can't be by themselves. Mm. I had a client one day who had a huge breakthrough. We were on the phone. She was very upset. Uh, her boyfriend broke up with her. And he I knew from day one, 
And I told her from day one, this guy is no good. You, you run. I was telling this girl, run, run, run. And she just wouldn't do it. Uh, and I stayed with her and I supported her. And she calls me hysterical. He, um, he had been cheating on her the whole time they were dating. Oh, he took, he took another woman home for Thanksgiving. Oh my, <laughs> no. So she oh. calls me hysterical and we are on the phone and I'm doing my coaching duty. And she finally crying says, I don't like myself and I can't be by myself. Mm. So having, I get having a partner is, is great. And there's so many benefits to having a healthy partnership. However, the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship because that person is never leaving. Yeah. You, you can't get rid of them. You can't get rid of them. There's going to be no divorce. No. <laughs> There's no divorce. There's no leaving. There's no cheating. There's no lying. You always, always, always have had you and will always have you. You will always have yourself. So, and I, you know, Ashton, you are a, a huge advocate and, and leader in the sector of really helping people understand and love themselves. And yes, so important. It is so important. And um, when we are healthy, when we can be alone, when we like ourselves, when we have this nice, healthy dialogue of like, I used to have, I used to have very, very unhealthy, a very unhealthy relationship with myself. And most of my dialogue in my head was, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't, I was, I was fat. I wasn't smart enough. I was this. And it was just like this constant, uh, record of nope, nope, you suck, you suck, you suck. And after all the work I've done on myself spiritually and personally, (laughs) the, the thoughts in my head now are freaking hilarious. Like I love myself so hard. Yes. It's like in my head, it's constantly like, oh, honey, you're amazing. No, oh my God, that is so smart. You just, you just killed that, that, <laughs> that presentation. Oh, look at you. Oh, look at you in those yes. jeans, girl. girl. <laughs> and Jessica, huge, huge props to you because you shared during our last yoga retreat in the circle with all the women there, how you used to feel insecure to say anything positive about yourself because you felt that other women might judge you for it or condemn you for it or think, Oh, look at her. She's so high and mighty or self-absorbed. And ladies, this is such a common societal issue. Mm -hmm. This is such a mainstream epidemic that we have going on that women in particular are being raised to feel that they are not adequate for Jessica did a great job of summing up all the reasons she felt this is common. These feelings are common. And so being able to override this and retrain your brain, because unfortunately it's become a habit, a behavior, a learned pattern to think and act and, and self speak in a positive and empowering way. That is the most important, important tool that you can have. And getting back to, as Jessica was saying, this relationship with yourself, it, it is primary and whether or not you want to work on it in order to find a thriving, healthy relationship, some tough love for everyone, you gotta, no one, no one gets out of this one. And so to do that self-work is the first and foremost step. And it is through that self-work that you'll be able to see very clearly what you need to manifest that is in resonance with your highest good. Mm. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. And no, too, you don't have to go it alone. No, heck no. You don't have to go it alone. There are so many avenues that one can take, uh, you and I have taught yoga for forever. Uh, so we forever. <laughs> uh, so there's so many spiritual modalities. There are 
you know, the therapy, whatever is calling to you, do it, just do it. And, and I love how you said about, it's an everyday thing. It's, it's like going to the gym, it's eating well, it's, it's a daily thing. I mean, I know you do things every day to keep your mind right. Yeah. Well, and out of necessity, because if I didn't, I would absolutely backslide because I'll be super honest with everyone. I have had anxiety issues my entire life that has sometimes been really debilitating and paralyzing. Um, I've also had worthiness issues that have really gotten a stronger grasp on the past couple of years, but have grappled with throughout my entire life. And again, have seen how it has really debilitated my, you know, my day-to-day life um, in the past. And, and so I incorporated things like yoga, a daily meditation practice. And when I say that, I don't mean I'm sitting in Lotus for, you know, three hours each day, not moving. I'm talking five minutes, 10 minutes, doing a little pranayama in the morning, sitting on my meditation cushion in the sunshine and um, taking 10 minutes to breathe deeply and set the intention for the day. Uh, I journal. I I walk my, my dogs. You know, I find things that feed my soul and I stay committed to them for, my, for not just myself, but primarily myself, but also my fiance, my business, my loved ones. Everything I do in the world is informed and impacted by my self-care and I make that a top priority. And if I can share a very quick example, uh, full circle back to my father, who I mentioned earlier, who is single. Now, I projected my feelings onto him when I said it bothered me that he's alone for the holidays. Guess what? It does not bother him. I, I have to give my dad such a huge shout out right now. My father is 63 years old. He has always, always, always been that person, Jessica, that you said, who could not be alone, who was terrified of being alone. He and my mom got married really young. They both got married for the same reason, which was to not be alone. And they thought that they were unhappy as individuals. And so that by getting married, they would find happiness in each other. Spoiler alert, that does not work. (laughs) Right? Spoiler alert. That is not how we find happiness and contentment that has to come from within or else you will not find it. Yep. Um, So that's a big piece right there. So fast forward to all these years later, my father just got out of a horrific marriage a couple years ago. Thank goodness Mm. that he is out of that um, horribly toxic, speaking of toxic relationship. And to me, over all his years and all of his relationships, this last one was the worst. It was by far the most toxically negative relationship, abusive. You know, she was abusive to him. Um, very bad. Now, I say all these things because it seems to me like it was the compounding effect of my father never addressing over all these decades of his adult life the fact that he had to work on himself before he could find happiness in a relationship and find an equal as opposed to just another person who was toxic, codependent and unable to, to do that self-work for themselves. So since that divorce a few years back, he has been blissfully single. And at first it wasn't blissful. At first he was like, Oh, Ashton, I'm so lonely. And I just, I so want to meet a good woman and, and have, you know, have her love my family and, and, and they love her and just have this great relationship. But I know I need to do this work on myself first. Mm -hmm. And I was so, so happy to hear that. And, and now Jessica, I was speaking to him on the phone on my way down to Arizona for Thanksgiving and he was going to spend Thanksgiving alone. And I was upset and I was so sad to hear. I didn't want it, but he said, Ashton, I am looking forward to this. He said, and this is so funny because Jessica said this earlier in the podcast today, He says, I am so looking forward to enjoying this time by myself while I still have it because I cannot Mm. wait for when I am with that wonderful woman who I will find, who is capable and just happy to be on her own, but together we're going to be happier. He said, I'm just enjoying my single time while I have it. Oh, Oh, I'm so happy. So happy for your dad. It is. And I love it takes a strong individual to know when they got to take themselves out of the dating game. Because 
if if they if someone doesn't heal, they are going to keep getting the same or even worse stuff in their lives. So when people don't have, I mean, I could give some a lot of examples. I'm sure <laughs> a lot of examples of people not doing their personal work. They're going from one relationship to another, and it just gets worse and worse and worse because they're calling in those same people that are unhealthy. And when two people are not healthy, that is a freaking mess. It's a mess. It is a mess. So, and Ashton, I also want to say your dad, you said he's 63. Yes. Okay. So our parents are the, are the same age. I also want to just take a moment and acknowledge every age of single people out there listening. Mm. Uh, as, as you know, uh, I just finished my first book and <laughs> I, I'm so excited. And through that process, I had my mom around at, while I was writing and I was sharing some of the things as I was writing with her. And she looks at me, she's like, Jessica, you know, there are women that are 60, 70 years old that I hang out with, women and men, that are struggling being single. Absolutely. And I, I think sometimes we forget as a society that singlehood is, it's a, it's a thing for every generation. It's, it's, I hear things from, um, I hear from followers and listeners and clients that are in their twenties that are looking for love thirties, forties, every decade. So I just want to give acknowledgement that you're not alone. You are not alone. And it's never too late. And it's never too late. No, I don't, I don't care what your story is, how old you are, your background, how many relationships or marriages you've been in. First of all, let the judgment go. Mm-hmm. Like Jessica said earlier, stop yep. judging yourself. Cause at the end of the day, no one else really cares. Everyone else is busy with their own. Yes. Lives, you know what I mean? Yep. So let all the past go know that it's never too late and know that you're never alone. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing us say this, that's the proof right there. You are not alone. You are not alone. I was in Jamaica. Uh, I was teaching. I was the guest yoga instructor at a resort in Jamaica, and I had taken my mom as my plus one. Aww. And we were uh, we were having a glass of wine on our balcony, and we were looking out. The sun was going down, and there was a a gazebo out in the um, right off the beach in the in the water, and you know the turquoise blue water and the white sand. Let's go. (laughs) And there was a wedding going on, which is not normal. I mean, not uncommon. They have weddings there about every day. But was interesting, it was a couple that was in their late 70s. Oh, I love it. Girl, I had Jessica tears. I was boohoo crying. (laughs) They were so in love. They're their energy and everything that they radiated, it was like they were 23 again. And oh, I love it. it. Like I just tucked that little memory in my heart and I I encourage you listening, like just just hold that vision that it is never too late. And your best love story could just be right around the corner at any moment. Absolutely, absolutely. And and on that note of holding that vision. I would love to offer a very short guided meditation to show how to, how to take this, this uh, manifestation one step further and, and truly begin to visualize and bring into reality the relationship that you see. Oh my God. I love that. And so I'm going to let you. Can I do it? I, oh yeah. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to close my eyes. Um, let me get situated here. Am I okay? Yeah. I'm going to get situated. I'm going to close my eyes and, um, I'll let, I'll let you lead this meditation for the listeners and I. Okay, perfect. So if you are in a place where you're able to do the same, everyone, close your eyes as well. Now, if you are driving, uh, please do not. <laughs> you can always note the timestamp of when we begin this, and you can come back to this guided meditation anytime you would like. So we're going to begin this guided meditation by finding a comfortable seated position, ideally either in a chair, so you can plant your feet firmly on the ground, 
Or if you prefer to sit directly on the floor or the earth beneath you, that's great as well. But I want you to bring awareness to whatever points of your body are connecting to the earth beneath you now. Um, so if you're seated in a chair, really feel all four corners of your feet plant and even press your weight down to your heels, lift up your toes and then press all 10 toes into the earth. Now from here, gently rest your hands in your lap and just stack one palm on top of the other. Maybe the tips of your thumbs touch. Let's all take a deep inhale breath together and slowly roll your shoulders up. And then if you're exhale, roll your shoulders down your back. And so as you continue to breathe deeply, keep your heart shining forward. Feel proud in your physical stance. Feel all of these emotions and sensations as if they were real. Because manifestation is part consistency in affirming that which you seek to bring into reality with your thoughts and your words. Manifestation is also part visualization of visually seeing in your mind's eye that which you seek to bring into your active reality. And finally, manifestation is also this very powerful act of allowing yourself to experience what this will be like once you already have it. And so take a final moment here, feeling your feet or your body connecting to the earth beneath you, feeling your breath connecting you to the present moment and to your intentions. And taking a final moment here to allow yourself to feel, to sensually experience what it would be like if your partner was sitting directly across from you already doing this meditation with you. <clears throat> and so I invite you to come back to this manifestation technique or this meditation anytime you would like to revisit this practice for yourself. Now, when you're ready, let's seal this by bringing our hands, palms touching to heart center taking a deep breath in and sealing this intention of manifestation with the very powerful words. And so it is. And so it shall be. And so it is. And so it shall be. Mm. Ooh, thank you for that. Ooh, I had a great <laughs> experience. Oh, good. What, who were you visualizing? <laughs> Well, I will, I will share, uh, I will share later, but I will say I, um, as soon as you cued the visualization part, I instant, like I almost, I had like a jolt of my man reaching for me at our wedding on a beach him grabbing like my face, my jaw and going in to kiss me and his hands going around my waist at the same time. And that like, oh. I felt it like it shook my whole body. So. Mm. Oh, I love that. And, and what Jessica said is such a great, awesome addition. So picture when you do this again, everyone visualize specific moments with your significant other. I love that she was visualizing the wedding. How, how palpable is that? Right. Yep. And so it could be a very big moment in your lives together, like your marriage. It could also be a very, you know, quote unquote mundane, uh, experience of being in the kitchen, doing dishes together, yep. or, you know, sitting on your couch with, with your boo thing right before the holidays with all of their family. Like Jessica said earlier, be as specific as possible with what you're visualizing, what you're feeling and the settings in which you're placing these visualizations. I love that. And taking that a step further, when you're, when you come out of the meditation, write these visuals down, write your experiences down so you can go back to them. You and I are huge writers. We, yes. we are constantly journaling, it seems. And uh, so like when we finish the show, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to open up my journal and I'm going to write exactly what I saw, what I experienced. So then I can go back. So, you know, come 
December 31st and I'm sitting down and I'm powerfully manifesting 2020, I'm going to go back and read that and revisit it, envision it, feel it, experience it. And, um, I, I, that's a huge, a huge tool that you could bring into this practice. I love that. Yeah. And the beauty of the podcast is that everyone at home, they can pause it and journal right now if, you, if you're if you feeling motivated. And uh, Jessica and I actually will be spending our New Year's doing a sort of vision map of not just the new year to come, but also a decade to come as well. So I invite all of you to do the same. I hope you do some form of that. And, uh, you know, this practice, what we did now, the guided meditation, as well as the the journaling um, aspect that Jessica brought in, these are things that we do on our retreats. And this is the very powerful, powerful practice that we incorporate in our yoga retreats to make it such a deeper and, and very potent experience that, that our, you know, attendees take home with them and continue the work. And so, you know, we are very passionate about what we do. So I'll call this jokingly a shameless plug, but this is not a shameless plug at all because I so strongly believe in the work that Jessica and I are doing. And I am very excited and honored that we are going to be hosting our next yoga retreat in Costa Rica, October, 2020. And it's officially open for registration. We're having people sign up actively. And if you feel in any way compelled to be a part of our retreat, I I would urge you to reach out and contact us and Jessica um, about it, because this is such a potent way to kickstart your self-work and your ability to manifest that which you seek to bring into your life. And as I said, it's October 2020. So it's a perfect way to kick off the new year and the new decade and hey, the new you. (laughs) Yes. And it is such an honor and a privilege. And it's so exciting that we are doing our next retreat again, like you said, in Costa Rica, it's going to be at Blue Spirits Retreat Center. This place is magic. I have been leading retreats here for seven years. The facility is like no other place on earth. And our program is amazing. The transformations that our clients have is, it's magical. It's magical. And and our program is truly one of a kind. I just, I can't even say enough good things. I feel like what we talked about today is kind of the tip of the iceberg, um, but everything in both of our books, as well as, um, you know, so much more based on what we did touch on today is included in that retreat. So enough said, if you do feel drawn to it, I, I think it would be an amazing way to kick off your self-care and, and, uh, finally wrapping that back into, you know, getting honest with yourself. I really invite everyone to use the new decade coming our way that 2020 as your intention for yourself to see things through this clear, 2020 lens of honesty, what you need versus what you may want that might not serve those highest needs. And to use that combined with the formula that we've presented to manifest the, the, you know, the highest potential for your relationships and your love life. Mm -hmm. I love that. Ashton, thank you so much. Thank you for coming back on the show. It's so great having you and Whew, uh, you guys, uh, in the show notes, you're going to have all the ways to get in touch with Ashton with yogiapproved.com, also with YA Classes. Ashton, tell everybody what YA Classes is. Yes. So YA Classes stands for Yogi Approved Classes. It's an online yoga and fitness video membership. And so our members enjoy unlimited yoga and fitness videos from our amazing instructors from around the world, Jessica being one of them. Jessica has several videos that are so, so good that our members truly love. And um, I know that if you love her podcast, you will really enjoy practicing with her as well. And if you loved my my talk on manifestation, I also have a class on why a class is called manifest. And it takes what we've talked about today and kind of weaves it through a dynamic yoga flow, intention setting and visualization. So if you loved it and you practice yoga or you want to definitely try it. Um, I believe Jessica also has her discount code, uh, in the, in the notes as well for you. So you can save, um, why classes is just $10 a month. So it's a accessible, affordable tool 
people um, for self-care and for yoga anywhere you are. And, and I'm so passionate about being able to share that with everyone. So thank you for being a part of that, Jessica. Jessica's an incredible yoga instructor, as I'm sure all of you can imagine. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. I, I It's an honor to be one of the teachers. It is amazing for $10 a month, unlimited yoga right there on your phone, on your computer. You can do yoga with Ashton and I every day. Yes. And we just launched our Apple TV app. I'm so excited. <gasps> yes. I'm so excited. We already have our iPhone app and our Android app is coming out next. So big, big things. Oh, I love it. Oh my goodness. Um, Go to the website, go to my website, jessicasmith.love, and you can see all the details about our Beach Pray Love Yoga Retreat. And you can follow Ashton on Instagram, and you can see all of the amazing things that she is doing professionally and personally too. And you can stay in touch. Again, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Jessica. And yes, anyone who would love to connect, I love hearing from you. So please do not hesitate to reach out if you have questions or comments, feedback. Love letters. Hey, I love Fan mail. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jessica. It just means the world to me to be back on your show. I love your show. I know so many people who love it and benefit from it. So it's an honor. And thank you all for listening. Jessica, all of my love. Oh, thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. Much love for your time. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate it and review it. And until next time, get out there and love each other.